Welcome in to another episode of We're Talking. Tonight we're talking whiskey. I think it's, well, it's all whiskey. I don't know if it's all bourbon. So we're talking bourbon, whiskey, and whiskey. We'll have to look at what the bottles say afterwards. I know, shoot, I, oh, I two of them for sure are whiskey. No, bourbons. Jesus. I'll just keep on mumbling here. And, and the sad part is I haven't had anything to drink yet. With me tonight is Danny Reed in Statesboro, Georgia. And Art V. Garrett here live in the studio. And we say live because Art had a uh, little procedure done. He he thought he was dying. So, but he's live. I am live. So, guys, uh, keeping it simple tonight, we're going to try some uh, some whiskey here. You can talk about the whiskey, but at the same time, I want to talk a little baseball. We're going to start out, since the man sat here through a whole nother podcast, and we're going to start out with Art Garrett. And um, talk about your dad for us first. You brought up the store and how you were four years old when he opened it. Right. But he was a baseball player. That's how he moved down here. You're from Boston, right? Well, it's not said like that, but yes, we are from Boston. <laughs> it is said like that. No, only from people down here to say it that way. But yeah, my, my mother and father are from a little town outside of Boston called Chelsea. Uh, they, they brag on the fact that it is a one square mile town. And it's like this little cookie cutter town right outside of Boston. And uh, it is literally six minutes away from Fenway Park by way of bus and uh, subway. But uh, yeah, I've been there a number of times and uh, my father played minor league baseball. He was drafted in the army. And then when they found out he played baseball, they left him stateside. And uh, because I don't know what their hopes and dreams were, but uh that was a little two-year stint in the Army, and then uh, he went ahead and honored the draft. He was drafted by the Cleveland Indians, and I don't know what round. I just know that he never made it to the Cleveland Indians, <laughs> to the to the bigs. But, uh, yeah, he ended his career playing for the Lake Charles Lakers and did not want to go back to Boston. Didn't, wanted nothing to do with that. Started working for a local jewelry store in, uh, in Lake Charles and met – the owner of this establishment here in Lafayette called Acadian Religious, which was only two years old at the time, and went to work for him, and then two years later bought it. So, uh, and it's been in the family for 60 years. But yeah, um, I'm born and raised a Red Sox fan. I'm not as big a Red Sox fan as I used to be. I don't follow them as much as I used to be. But uh, yeah, I've been to a number of games in Fenway Park where unless you have premium dollars, every seat is an awful seat because there's some kind of big giant steel column in the way or something like that. But, but it is Fenway, you know, it is Fenway. And uh, I am proud to say that I have never seen the Red Sox win a game. I've never been in the stadium. I've been to about a dozen games. I've never seen a game, a, a game one. Um, I was there for uh, Tom Seaver pitched on his birthday and had a, a uh, bad throw to first base, which, caused the Red Sox to lose the game. Tom Seaver pitched for the Red Sox? Maybe I'm mistaken. Somebody else. No, not the, not Tom Seaver. No. No. All right. I got to get the name right. Anyway, but yeah, um, the last game we went to was the Rangers uh, on July 4th weekend, and I was sitting next to some hardcore Red Sox fans. The Red Sox were up by three, and uh, bottom of the ninth, and I looked at the guy next to me, and I said, you know something? I've never seen a Red Sox victory. And yeah, what do you think happened? He looked over at me after the loss and said, are you coming tomorrow? And I said, no. And he said, good. 
I, you know, I, I went to Boston in uh, 1999 and we were walking around the state and we were just going to check out the atmosphere because it was a sellout. Mm-hmm. And as we're walking right by this one ticket booth, all of a sudden the window opens up and they, they release some tickets. Wow. And we were right in the middle, like center field. They were great seats mm-hmm. about four rows up. I've never sat in the outfield. I know that's a much better seat, but we've always had, uh, somewhere in the infield, see first baseline, okay. third baseline, but it was always rather higher up. And uh, you kind of the way the stadium's situated, you're sitting. If you sat straight, you would you right. would not look at home plate. You physically have to shift in seats that weren't made for big people. So, because your dad played baseball, or in spite of your dad playing baseball, maybe. Mm-hmm. Do you like baseball? Oh, of course I do. Oh, absolutely. I think it is. It's the most relaxed game that you can go to. You can visit. You can talk to people um, and still pay attention to the game and still be into the game. Um, I go to just about every Cajun game uh, here at home. Um, been to an away game here and there. But, yeah, I, I absolutely love baseball. It, uh, I played it in high school until they stopped it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, my dad was a first baseman. I do have a home run ball that he hit. He only hit four. Okay. In eight years, he only hit four, <laughs> but I do have one. Uh, I have a signed baseball by one of his teams. He played for the Chickasha, Chickasha Chiefs, the Shawnee Hawks, the Lake Charles Lakers. Uh, I forget the rest of the other ones. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Chickasha is in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, correct. Yeah. Correct. Near, not too far from the Texas Oklahoma border. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I have, I have the transferred papers and stuff. Uh, I do have a funny story about he picked a place for mom and him to live. That's uh, kind of funny. We'll get back into you in a little bit here. Danny, <laughs> let's talk about our first uh, whiskey here, or bourbon. What's your, uh, any, any thoughts, uh, dreams, or? It has a very, very, very strong burn at the top. Okay. It is a high proof. So, but is that is that on the tongue or all the way down? How would you? We're talking about here. Okay, so so right in the throat area. All the way down. It's 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 a pretty steady burn up top, and then it gets gradually a little bit lighter. Some it gets deep. It gets a little bit more as it goes down. But I think I told you before we started smelling this. It 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 smells like this was in a smoker in the bottle which is an amazing smell because it, it takes a lot to get that. So whatever, however this was done, was done really well. <laughs> okay. Our- yeah, it, do- it does have a long finish. He, he's absolutely right about The that. finish is awesome. Yeah. It, if, if you like that, and if you like that burn, burn going all the way down, this is one of them good, good whiskeys to drink outside on a cold night, you know, next to a fire. Um, I don't smoke cigars, but I bet that'd be good too. Danny, you know what they call that as it's coming down your throat like that? That's Godfather since you're doing the Yeah. That's they call that that's when you know when that burn is coming down that your soul is healing. (laughs) So you've just gotten better, my friend. So Danny, talk to me about baseball here. I know you're a Pirates fan. You grew up in Pennsylvania, if I'm correct. Grew up in Maryland, Western Maryland. Maryland. Okay. 
So how did you become a Pirates fan? And, you know, what's, uh, what, how'd you become a Pirates fan? Let's talk that way first. Uh, mostly my grandparents. We, I, I go, I remember my first Pirate game going to, I was 10 or almost 10. I was nine. It was 19, July of 95, may have been June. We took a bus trip that was organized through my grandmother's work. And I remember Orlando Merced and Kevin Young were on Pittsburgh. I couldn't tell you who was fit, but they were playing the Reds that night. With, I remember Juan Samuel was on the Reds. I remember Hal Morris. I remember Chris Sabo. But Pittsburgh got up big early, and the promotion was, I think if they scored six runs, everybody got ice cream. So they did this within the first or second inning, and they were walking around. They were going to away pints of ice cream. You would never do this now. Big old pints of ice cream. This is awesome. And then the Reds come back, and then they won 10-7. I, I Kevin Young, I think, struck out to end the game. But that was the first game I went to. My first memory is an awful memory because it's the Sid Slid game. And because I, I really don't remember Pittsburgh being good growing up. I mean, I watched the games, but you're not really processing that they're that good. But when they lost to the Braves in 92, what I started to remember was that all the Pirates did was lose. And they lost for 20 straight years outside of 97, where a ragtag team almost won the wild card. They were in until the final week of the season. And then you get 2013 with Clint Hurdle and Andrew McCutcheon, Starling Marte, and that whole group. They made deadline deals and playing the Reds again in the single elimination wild card game. I remember I was, I was living in Charleston at that time. First playoff game I'd seen since 92. So I went out, I bought a Casey Yingling. I sat there and I watched the whole thing. <laughs> and as soon as Russell Martin hit the home run off Quaito, I knew the game was over. I knew that was it. You know, I uh, I want to say 91-92, uh, I was in Pittsburgh, and we went walk around the stadium. And when we get to the back of it, it's wide open, you know, where they bring the trucks in, all the field equipment and everything. That was, that was oh. so many old Three Rivers. Right. And we go in. And it's really a uh, – it's a year that they had the All-Star game at Three Rivers, so 91, 92, 90 maybe, one of those. But so we're taking our pictures at the All-Star sign, and nobody ever comes, bothers or tells us to leave. So I walk around front, and I, uh, I said, um, is there a game tonight? She's The ticket lady said, yes. I, I said, can we get four tickets? She said, yeah, where would you like them? I said, you know, being sarcastic the way I am, I'm like, well, your best seats. She goes, well, I've got four on row four right behind home plate. And I said, how much are those? She said $12 a ticket. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, you know, 30 something years ago, but, yeah. but you, you, all right. So you don't remember the, we are family team with Willie Stargell and those Oh, I've, I mean, I've read about them. I've seen the documentaries about them. Right, but I mean, you weren't. No, that was six years before I was born. But okay, that was Stars was great last year when he was co MVP that year. But you had Bill Madlock, you had Tim Foley, you had Scrap Iron, Phil Garner, you had Kenta Colby with throwing yes. from baseball onto the ground and. The, the the story that Chuck Tanner told when they were in San Francisco when they had him in to finish, but something happened. And I, I don't know if something got somebody got hurt or if this was just a whim that he had, 
But Chuck Tanner said to Colby out to play left field for the final out of the game. And, of course, the final out finds to Colby in left field. He barely has to move on a fly ball. And it, it was just – they haven't had a year like that, but just the kind of year that they had that year. That That's something that, you know, I hear you and Jay and Brad and, and Bab talk about, um, you know, when it, when a new player comes into the game or switches position, switches position, the ball's always going to find you. It has a way. So, all right, guys, number two. Uh, Art, your thoughts on number two there? Number two is definitely smoother than number one. Okay, um, interesting. It, it does it does have a, a a milder nose, and uh, it's got a say. It's got a nice long finish to it. Um, not as not as long and harsh as number is it ten? Number one. Number one. We're going one, two, three. Okay. Even though the third cap doesn't have a three on it. I like that. So, um, you know, when I when I go from two to one, I get all of a sudden a strong caramel flavor. Oh, yeah. One, which Danny said, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious in yours now, take a sniff of two and then take a sniff of number one for you, 11 and 10. Now, to our point, the... The get on you of 11 is not nearly as much as 10. 10 almost feels like it's going to knock you out when you get it at first. But when you force your nose to do more work on 11, then it, you can, oh, okay, there it is. But if you're just kind of going into it, just casual, it's there. It's very sweet. But when you try to get a little bit deeper into it, then it's, okay, damn, that does have some punch, but you just got to work for it a little bit. The taste is really smooth. It goes down really, really smooth. If if I am correct, which I think I am, it's it's probably one of my all time favorites. So, and we'll get into uh, going over them afterwards after we tell a, a few more stories and lies here. But uh, so for myself, I became a Reds fan growing up in in the seventies, and you know, huge Johnny Bench fan, Pete Rose fan, and uh, the Big Red Machine. And my first game. Uh, you know, it's one of those things when you're young, you're kind of stupid and you go, you know, I, I can't die until I see the Reds play live. Well, I went to Houston and saw them in the early 90s and they won. Uh, and then I was like, OK, well, I can't die now until I see a, a, a game in in Riverfront. Well, I went to Riverfront and saw a game. They won. So I'm like, all right, now I can't die until I see opening day. So what did I do? I go to opening day and uh, awesome experience. It was my first opening day was the year King Griffey Jr. Uh, came in with the, uh, was traded to the Reds or signed with the Reds. And then the next opening day I went to was the final season in Riverfront. And then I went to the next opening day the next year in great American opening day, great American ballpark, uh, George Bush, the elder throughout the first pitch and everything. Uh, great experience. Unbelievable uh, to see something like that. I've seen the Reds play in Houston and Arlington and in, uh, in both uh, uh, Wrigley, Wrigley field and Kaminsky park, which I don't know. What, what is the, the Kaminsky park? Danny, is that is that something like uh, 
Oh, geez. Yeah, it, you know, I think it, it used to be a sellier business, but that's yeah. okay. Is so that, that, is that guaranteed rate now, maybe? Oh gosh, I knew I knew if I brought it up, I I couldn't tell you. But so that's that's been kind of my story on baseball. Uh, quickly here, and uh, let's go ahead and move on to number three here, as the uh, it's to me it's got a, a much different nose than the other two. Uh, for you, Danny, uh, well, I guess we will go. I need uh, 10, 11, and 12. All right. So number 12, what's your – I got a little chocolate. Yeah, it's different, isn't it? It is. Hang on. I sent you three glasses so you could pour all three. That's okay. Oh, my goodness. Just tell him you broke one. No, I've got all three of them. I just didn't – so, quick, quick story there while you're 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 putting yours in there. No, I, I we pour all three because we taste them, and then that way you can go back to them. But um, so I, I ordered some new glasses since I had sent you three, and one of the sets that came in had a broken glass. So I started my return on Amazon, and they're like going, uh, "It's a, uh, a refund, no return needed." Thing. So I got. Five of the six glasses were still good, so I got five new Glen Karen glasses. So, and if you have not drinking, if you have not drank um, uh, whiskey bourbon in a Glen Karen glass, especially if you're doing it neat, uh, it's a whole different experience. So, but uh, so, okay, so you're you're saying chocolate? What are you getting there, Danny? This feels like a little toffee. Yeah. That? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I couldn't find. Yeah. Yeah. And when you eat, exactly. Because for, for I, I was thinking charcoal, uh, I got to get back at the, 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 to, the toffee kind of gets you a little bit. Now, the uh, aren't your thoughts on the uh, the, the downside? The, the, the downside? I mean, the going down your throat. It it is a short finish. It 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 very short. It, it hits you quick on the tongue, but it it dies off really quick. And um, I think that's where I get that alcohol after the yeah, drink. Could be. Um, it is very different than number one and number two, or ten and thirteen, or sixteen and ninety four, or whatever it is. I don't know. That's the thickest consistency too, by far. There there's a, there's a, almost a syrupy nature to it. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Not that it's overly sweet, but it's just got that. It, it's just got a little bit thicker consistency than the other two did. Yeah, I, I I would dump any any one of them down the sink, though they're all very good um, in their own right. Um, Do you have a favorite? Um, I, I like I like our second option here better, just because it doesn't have that hard bite uh, to it. Um, it's it's more consistent than the the first and the third. Okay, Danny, you have a. Yeah, the, these three were really good because 10 is a big punch, 12 isn't much, but 11 is just nice and even. There's 11 is just really, really solid. All right, I should have done this earlier, but uh, I still have it up. So I'm going to pull yeah, these up. What, and we. I think I know what 11 is. I don't, I'm not sure about the other two, but I think I know what 11 is. That That's uh, very interesting. Let me... Share my screen. I could be way off, but I just think I know what it is. No, no, no. Uh, Well, I I tell you what, then. Art scene uh, uh, 10, so you can't 
guess on 10 yet, but Art, uh, Danny, what do you think the first one was? Any idea? Oh, no clue. Art, second one? No, are, are, yeah. Number, I, I don't know what your question is. Well, so you see what the first one was. Is that what you thought it was? Oh, when I see 132.8? Yeah. No, I mean, I... No, did I know it was Elijah Craig? Yes. That, was a, that was a punch. I, yeah. did, I did not know it was Elijah Craig, but I knew it was a high proof. Okay, yeah. so any guess on your second, the second one? Our second. I would not have thought Elijah Craig on the first one. It's a barrel proof Elijah Craig. So is, 132.8. So is all of these, the, 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 common, the, the common denominator of all of them, are they all barrel proof? You tell me. Well, this is what this is about. I know 11, what they are. 11 could be, 12 isn't. 11 could be just for how smooth it was. I, I don't, I don't have a, I mean, I don't have a guess. Okay. I, I'm going to, so um, what is the. Danny, what, what's your thought on uh, 11 then? What, what do you think it is? I could be, what 11 tastes a lot like the curl to me. Okay. You're wrong, but okay. Is it a bean product? Uh, yes. Look at you. Art coming in strong with a bean product. I, I I just, that is a familiar flavor for me. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to, that's about all I can go with. Because most of bean products do stand, they stand out on their own. They sound, they, they do sound very proud. Yeah. Of, uh, normally a high rye, uh, which is, gives it a, a nice full. Well, this is not a high rye. Uh, okay. Well, so, so uh what what's your any guess on number three then, Danny? Oh geez. Or your number twelve. Yeah. I I eleven tasted familiar. The other two, not as much. I mean, I've had sharp ones, but not like that. Eleven just seemed really familiar. Okay. Um I'm trying to um Oh, okay. So any guess for you on number three, Art? I'm going to guess it's somewhere around the high 90s, uh, maybe 98 to maybe even 100. Um, dang, that, that, that nutmeg, caramel, chocolate. What is that? Who is that? I don't know. So, Danny, do you see the picture of number one? Yeah, I've got the Craig. So that was that's ten. Yeah, that is that is your ten, correct? Now let me see. Uh, so eleven was Booker's, the 2015-03 Booker's at okay. one twenty seven point two, which right, is my favorite Booker's of all time. That's why that was because I'm I used to do Booker's a good bit. So that's why that was familiar. I don't know why it just it, it felt like it was Colonel because there's something about the Colonel barrel proof that just goes. It doesn't even like you have to taste it. It just goes right down. Yeah, the Colonel barrel. The only one that's barrel proof, I, I want to say, is uh, the Rye. So, sorry, I'm got the Reds on and TV wants to blunder while I'm doing it. So, uh, 2015-03 Booker's. Uh, was our second one, and how do I work my? Oh, there I did it. That is, oh yeah. Um, uh, 
shoot, 126.76 old so cast strength. So, yes, these were all cast or barrel strength bourbons. So, and the third one is a store pick. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Danny, if you get a chance, I mean, this is a, a I want to say they're from Mississippi. Who? Old Soul. Yes, they are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not a, I'm not necessarily, and I have to go back and taste it, but not necessarily a fan of their regular barrels. Uh, but their barrel strength to me has a lot of flavor. And if you're drinking this one on your own, on its own, you get a lot of cinnamon. Uh, and I really like the, what the flavor to it. And you're, like you said, not a whole lot of long finish, but still, it, it gives you something there. Mm-hmm. So, guys, final thoughts, uh, Art V. Garrett? Well, I, I mean, Booker's wins for me, for sure. I would not not purchase any one of these three. They're all, they're all very good uh, whiskeys. And, uh, yeah, they, they all stand on their own. They're all independent of each other. Um, the the barrel strength is like I said, nice cold winter day, sitting in front of a fire, sipping on this thing for about an hour, would be uh would be awesome. Danny, <clears throat> first time doing a bourbon tasting with us, which was really kind of a little different since you're in Statesboro, Georgia. Well, the, the, fact that, the fact that it's a blind makes you, I think. If you know what it is, you think you know what it's going to taste like. But doing it this way, it's, oh, okay, you think you know what it is, but in reality, you get your maybe smelling or taste other things that you wouldn't because if, like, if I know I'm drinking a Woodford, I know what I think Woodford is supposed to taste like, and I'm not going to think of, oh, maybe that's new or I wouldn't have got it before. But if you give it to me blind, it's, oh, that's, there's that, there's that. I wouldn't have thought of that. Then you tell me afterwards, oh. So it just well, gives you new perspective I, on it. Uh, in my opinion, blinds give you so much better uh, reality because there's, as we've discussed in our bourbon group here in Lafayette, that there is uh, there there's a inherent bias when you see something that you think you're going to like that you're really not. You know, yes, I like this. I like this. I like this. But you know, but all of a sudden, it can be the worst pick in a blind of something that you don't think you like to begin with right. can be your best pick. Yeah. We did a blind. You've heard of Trader Joe's. You have a Trader Joe's up there in start Statesboro. We what's our closest Trader Joe's. Not, not before Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We uh, Trader Joe's, of course, they're, they're a big name. So they have their own bourbon. So they have a Trader Joe's bourbon. It's $14 and 99 cents. So we blinded that. And of course, when, uh, when I showed them what it was and told them it was a $15 bottle, they were all blown away by it. So yeah, it is kind of better to do it blind. You give the whiskey a fair uh, judgment, if you will. And uh, just, it's kind of proof positive that you don't have to spend $300 on a bottle to get some good, a good taste in whiskey. Here's the most shocking thing that I got out of tonight was the, the second one we tried was a, uh, the Booker's, which is, like I said, I, I, I know that's my favorite bourbon, but I'm shocked that it was really softer than the Elijah Craig barrel proof. 
Yeah, me too. I, I, because as a guy that drinks a lot of book or has a lot of bookers and drinks a lot of booker bookers, not boogers. Uh, and you said you were a bookers man. That that's a little uh, all the more reason, I guess, for the blind there. Because no, and for for me, when I usually have bookers, I've told Colin this, I've told Jay this, I've probably told you this. When I have bookers, it hits you hard right away. That didn't, which was odd. Well, but we started with the, we started with the uh, the Elijah Craig, which is a oh, totally perfect. different pl- flavor profile. Uh, I think Elijah Craig that the, they look for a a different distinction that separates them from from the from the rest, and and it it does it, it it's consistently winning awards all there, and they you know they release these things three times a year, and uh, so this one was released in uh, 2020, um, so yeah. And, and as y'all could tell by the the pictures, there's only a small amount left in each bottle, and that's why I wanted to do this one first. So at some point, I can finish these bottles and not worry about having to save them for when we're when uh, you and I are doing this. But but the, the shocking thing to me though is that I didn't realize Elijah Craig it's it's five point six proof higher than the uh, than the Booker's, which to me is just crazy yeah you know i I always expected bookers to be the highest one so but hey guys thanks we'll talk more baseball uh i hope you enjoyed it i i thoroughly enjoyed it um enjoy talking baseball enjoy drinking bourbon and uh coming down to the baseball playoffs lots of teams still have an opportunity Never thought I'd like this whole wild card thing, but I'm kind of digging it right now. Uh, are the Reds in it? Yeah, we're about two games out of the wild card, but so we got our we we, we just we got to stop playing at home. We're we're above 500 on the road. We're below 500 at home. Um, I'm not sure what this concept of 500 is. You'll have to explain that to me. Yeah, well, I understand. Well, I mean, the Reds, I mean, I never thought I would see the Reds anytime soon. Especially, oh, yes. yes, you did. No, not with the, well, as the year went on, yes. But to begin with, when they started calling up all these rookies, at one time, the average age of the team was 25. You know, in the starting lineup one night, all nine players, or 10 players, pinch hitter and pitcher, was 26 years old. Average starting. That's pretty good. I just know Pittsburgh is apparently the owner of the best farm system in baseball now. And once they get Cruz back, he's. I thought he might have a chance to come back this year, but there, there was no sense to bring him back now. Assuming he's back and ready to go by the start of 24, I would think that Pittsburgh has a chance to make a push. Because for years it's been, oh, we just need to play guys, get experience. Yeah, I would hope that, and they'll get a couple guys back off Tommy John surgery next year. The hope is that Pittsburgh has a chance to win the Central. I think they can because they've got the talent. It's just a matter of realizing it. Well, you get the best farm team now because the Reds called up all their guys. <laughs> I know. Give me that look. Art V. Garrett. Any final thoughts on tonight? Baseball, 
bourbon or otherwise. All three were bourbon, by the way. Well, I, I, I will stand corrected. My dad hit six home runs in five years of his minor league career, not four. <laughs> I, lo- I looked it up. Hey, he's, you know, he's online. You know, they, with online now, you can look up stuff like well, that. What is your dad's name? Just Arthur V. Garrett. Arthur. Just put Arthur Garrett. A-R-T-H-U-R Garrett. R-R-E-T-T. Did we not get Jay to join us this evening, or was he? No, uh, we'll discuss. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm yeah, so, so it, it doesn't show what year he was drafted though or anything. Uh, well, his first year playing was 19. What? Uh, we'll look at it afterwards. So, all right, there. Uh, um, uh, thanks, guys, Danny. All right, Art, appreciate it, it very much. It was fun. You've been listening. We're talking tonight. We've been talking bourbon and baseball. Two B's. How can it get much better? You got it. Beef. Beef. Done, done, done. Thanks for listening. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.